it got a little weird this week with Better Buddies. And welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, we've got Calvin. If I don't answer, I don't have to go first in the recommend. That's not <laughs> true. And John. Hello. Our Better Buddies icebreaker this week, which you guys probably should have been thinking about this one, too. If your belly button was oh, a I real button, what would you want it to do when it. pressed? Oh, I, I don't want to think about, about that. This one. No, I don't want to <laughs> think about this. This is disturbing. Why would you ask such a question? So does this change depending on if you're an innie or an Audi? Uh, yeah, isn't it an Audi already a button? I mean, technically. But does it do anything? I don't know. I don't have an Audi. <laughs> um, um, I think I would want mine to like deploy a parachute or something. <laughs> That'd be I don't know. Neat. Or maybe ooh, a flotation device. Oh, like Can I have a programmable button? I mean, just an airbag. <laughs> what would you program the button to do, Calvin? At that point, it's just a button, like a normal well, I mean, electric yeah, button. Yeah, but then I can, but then I can like change its function, so I'm not tied down to one thing. Fair. That'd be pretty neat. You just have like two little wires sticking out of your stomach that you you attach them to like a wrist uh, nine volt battery. Yeah, a battery <laughs> or like a radio signal or something. Press the button, send radio signals. I'm right. thinking I'm gonna go with glow in the dark. Like, get some bioluminescence going. I can turn it on off like, like those a flashlight. Cats. Yeah. Like those pushing. cats you just... <laughs> so pushing the button would make you glow? Yep. I don't know if it'd That's be like on a cool. timer or if it's like a push, like a flashlight to turn it off. Click. 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 <laughs> it just activates a clapper. So then <laughs> when you press it, every time someone claps, you turn off and on again. Or But then you press it and then it deactivates the clapper. There we go. Oh, that'd be awesome if you go to, like, a, a rave, and you click your belly button on, and you just keep clapping and turning yourself on, turning the glow effect on and off. Just start triggering epilepsy for everyone near you. Minor detail. If, okay, if they're at a rave, that's on them. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Maybe they like to live dangerously. I'd still say that's on them. And not my fault if, they, uh, if their epilepsy is triggered by my glow-in-the-dark rave belly button there's a new sentence i don't like that those sentence. are some words i never <laughs> thought i'd hear <laughs> those are words i don't want to hear again please make that the uh, the title of the episode no oh, okay my glow in the dark oh i thought those are the words i don't want to hear again <laughs> kind of like my big fat greek wedding or whatever it was my glow in the dark yeah. rave belly button my glow in the dark rave belly button brought to you by rj and friends no, this is an RJ Soul creation. I don't want oh, any no, part of this. Oh, no, uh, you're in it now. Your it's name's going on the paper. No, no, no. When, when they write up an article about the most atrocious podcast episode ever, you're in it. I, <laughs> I think we'd have to try pretty hard to be the most atrocious podcast episode ever. Yeah. I don't this know. This does not cut it. <laughs> well, let's see what if the recommendations can save us. Calvin, uh, you're going first. Yeah, Better Buddies mm. recommend, or you recommend a piece of media to enjoy. Calvin, what do you got? Uh, I recommend John. Go. 
Thank you. I've been waiting my whole life for someone. No. <laughs> Why do you recommend John? Yeah, uh, I don't know. It. Let's find out. <laughs> Let's What's find your out. <laughs> um, my recommendation for this week is a video game. I've been lied to. Oh, why? <laughs> I thought what you were just recommending what you we were talking about before. No, 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 no. That's already been recommended, apparently. But um, last night I started playing Chikori, a colorful tale. It's kind Chikorita? of like this. Yes, Chikorita. No, it's basically like a coloring book world where you pick up, you know, the magic paintbrush and you're going through the world, bringing it a color. Um, it's kind of a relaxing game because you can just show that, slow down, paint the entire screen, or you could go at your own pace. Um, the reason I picked it up was it was made by one of my favorite video game music composers, Lena Rain. She did the music for Celeste and for the Minecraft Nether update. Oh, cool. And for this game. And the music's really good. So, and what'd you yeah, say it it's was a nice then? little... Chicory, a colorful tale, and it's available on pretty much everything, I think. It's like number one on the PS4 indie list right now. Nice. If you search Chicory, it comes up with coffee and a flower. Oh. Uh, uh, do either of those things have anything to do with the game, John? Uh, perhaps the plant. It's kind of like Dragon Ball Z, where everybody's named after food. Ah. Um, so like the beginning of the game, you enter what's your favorite food, and then that's the name of your protagonist. Nice. Yeah, Got mine's him. named Kilbasa. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's a good name. <laughs> that is a good name. That's the name. I wanted to bookmark that name for a <laughs> Kilbasa. So wait, what are you doing in this game? It's just a coloring book. It's like a RPG coloring book. Interesting. Like the so you're. The wielder of this brush and the old wielder like you start the game you're her janitor and then all the colors disappear on for and then like you gotta kind of figure out why and pick up the brush and then go solve some of the problems you know so, so interesting might have yeah. been uh drawn to life inspired maybe yeah i i hear it's about 10 hours long and i'm about three and a half into nice. it Nice. So, yeah, I recommend cool. so far. All right, RJ, what you got? Uh, can I recommend Calvin yet? No. <laughs> then it's just, then no. it's just in the end once again recommending John. Uh, I'm going to recommend Murder on the Orient Express. It came out like uh early. The new one. Yeah, the new one. The one that came out like Remake. 2014 or 15. Uh, yeah. It was. It was pretty recent. I think it was more recent. Yeah, I, I think it was at least 2018. I saw it, I want to say, on a flight to Japan. 2017. Oh. There we yeah, go. Yeah, okay, there we go. 2017. I was almost there. Daisy Ridley was in that? Yeah, Daisy yeah, Ridley's in was. it. Uh, I need to watch this movie. Oh, yeah. The cast yeah. is phenomenal. Dame Judi Dench. Um, yeah. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Like, it does have a good yeah. cast. Cast is fantastic. It was my first experience with the Murder on the Orient Express story, uh, which has been referenced in tons of other medias because of how popular it was, uh, as well as being as Agatha Christie, I believe. Uh, yep. 
with the Poirot detective. Hercule Poirot. Um, I think it did a great job of being a murder mystery and keeping you on your toes about who's the actual murderer without kind of turning in without turning into an action movie the way like the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies did, mm-hmm. or at least they felt like that to me. Um, and do uh spoiler alert, maybe if if you guys. No, it's a mystery. I, f- I want to... I'm really torn. Don't spoil the mystery. Yeah, yeah don't spoil the mystery. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to spoil I the mystery. I might actually go watch this movie. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil the mystery, but I am going to say uh, my joke guess at who did it turned out to be true. Okay. Nice. Which was a very fun moment for me. Um, the sequel... Got delayed by COVID, but it should be coming out here soon. Oh, did it get delayed? Yeah, uh, I'm reading it here. Hmm. Uh, yeah, because they finished principal photography in 2019. So it oh. was. Yeah, for some reason be... I thought it came out recently. Like in the last. No, it's supposed to be months. released in October of 2020. It's been delayed until February 11th, 2022. Oh, okay. Death on the Nile. Yeah, because so Gal Gadot is in that. It goes one. from. Yep, it goes from train to boat. This one's got, uh, yeah, Gal Gadot, Ar- Army Hammer. Those are the only two names I recognize. Can I go on a bit of a tangent here? Yeah. Yes. Anything Have you Calvin seen? Always. <laughs> Have you seen Knives Out, RJ? Yes. Great. Is it kind of a similar, um, like, reveal, I suppose? Like that level of, oh, <laughs> okay. You know what I'm asking, or do I need to like? Sorry, uh, my mom came in and needed my keys to move my car. Could you repeat the question, please? <laughs> uh, yes. So, you've seen Knives Out. Yes. So, um, is it a similar level of like, oh, okay. <laughs> um. So that's what happened. Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. Um, yeah, very much a, a really. Okay. Um, Good to know. Good to know. And I would say, similar, also similar to Knives Out, that the detective is very compelling. Okay. Um, they, like, like many great stories, uh, most, the one that comes to my mind most immediately, Indiana Jones, um, or like James Bond, where they'll open the movie with a different adventure that you don't see the entirety of. You just see the ending of that adventure to show, here's your hero. Um, they set up Perot Piro- with a similar, uh, like, having just solved the mystery. Like, he's just solving the mystery to demonstrate that he is a mystery solver and a good one. Alright. And I really kind of want to go read the novel now, and like some of the other ones, because... The, like, I don't, he's, he's either the conductor or, like, the hype man for the train. Is a friend of Hercule Poirot. And his, his entire thing is just so fun because he's like, yeah, I'm the party playboy who is one of Poirot's best friends because I don't ask him about his cases. <laughs> and he doesn't judge me for my, uh, bad habits. Right. Well, I'll have to go check that out soon then. Indeed, you yeah. you really should, because I 
I had one, I remember hearing like both good things and some like mediocre things about it, and I definitely think it was much more good. Yeah, the reviews are not very good. From it looks like an average of six out of ten. Yeah, I I would think that's about fair though, because it it wasn't bad. It was good, but it wasn't anything like special or amazing i thought the cast was great and stuff but otherwise i mean it's yeah it's more only experience it doesn't do anything different doesn't do anything fancy doesn't do anything really new true it's not to say it's a bad film because no. of that it's just nothing amazing so i think a six or seven out of ten is probably fair and especially when you are adapting a story that is that old and has been referenced in so many other materials that like and people... there's like three other films yeah exactly it's not like Tons of people are going to be going into this completely blind. So, if they don't, like, shake it up... It's, it's that Catch-22 of either you don't shake it up, and it's nothing new so it doesn't catch reviewers' attention, or you do something new and people complain because you ruined it. Calvin, do you have one yet? I was supposed to be thinking of one. Uh, you've had quite a few minutes to do so. I thought I already did one. No, you didn't. <laughs> uh, Come, Calvin, you can think of my, something. I'm, like, I'm looking around my room for inspiration. I'll be inspired. I got nothing. I have no furniture in this room. There is nothing to inspire me. Um, hmm. Music? It's all falling apart. It's all falling apart. <laughs> no! I haven't listened. I am not listening to any new music. I'm not watching any new shows. I haven't watched any movies. Could always recommend Rainbow Kid and Surprise. I don't know if we've done that. Yeah, I'll wait for you to recommend them one day. Um, okay. I learned them. Ignore that you. audience. Yeah, ignore that. <laughs> wait, <laughs> you're not allowed to listen to them until we tell you you can. Yeah, fair. Yeah, audience, you're not allowed to listen to that. Rule number one: you can only listen to things we recommend. Um, it's the most important rule. Hmm. Now, now I, the game has I, become. I, let's help Calvin think of something. Yeah. I don't uh, like this game. Is there an old movie you haven't recommended? Uh, no. I recommend yeah. like Howl's Moving Castle or something. It's not the best Ghibli film, though. Okay, no, what is... is the best Ghibli film? <laughs> I don't know. That's a tough question. And no, why uh... is it Ponyo? <laughs> it's not Ponyo. Uh, <laughs> if I had server powers, you would be kicked. Uh, <laughs> well, nah, yeah, I, I, haven't, I haven't actually seen Ponyo, so I can't comment. I've just heard not. I mean, it's fine. Liam Neeson's in it. Well, the English. It's Qui Gon Jinn is. <laughs> it's very much aimed at a yeah, younger but... audience, so. I yeah, fell but, asleep uh, during it. Nausicaa has both uh, Sir Patrick Stewart and uh, Mark Hamill. Okay, that's fair. And uh, and it's got um, Shia LaBeouf. Oh, really? And Uma Thurman and Edward James Olmos. That is so, a good movie. You want to recommend Nausicaa? Yeah, I'll recommend Nausicaa. I don't know if I, have I not recommended. Yeah, you might have, but I'll be honest. I uh, since I've started like putting them into the descriptions, I don't recall Nausicaa coming out. All right, screw it. We'll go with it. Yeah, Nausicaa is definitely my favorite Miyazaki film. Technically, it's not a Ghibli film, um, even though it's like the film that basically allowed him to create it. Uh, Ghibli. Is it Ghibli um, it's pronounced like, J or Ghibli pronounced G? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, yeah. As I don't know if you I, answered his question. <laughs> no, he I did. did answer his question. Um, 
<laughs> no, I've heard I've it's it's whatever. Um I've heard Japanese people say Ghibli, Ghibli. Or I mean I guess they mainly say Ghibli because they don't really have I guess they have the ge. Do they have a ge? Ge. G G ge. Yeah, they don't really have a ge. They don't really have a ge. So, so I guess it would be more of a Ghibli. Ghibli. Like giblets. I guess. Uh, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but uh yeah, Nausicaa in the Valley of the of the Valley of the Wind is definitely my favorite Miyazaki film. Um basically it's about Nausicaa who's the princess of the Valley of the Wind and it's just about her trying to defend her little piece of the world, her little valley and it's a post-apocalyptic future. Um, basically the world was destroyed by ancient weapons. Um, and then there's this thing called the toxic jungle that covers much, if much of the world, not all of the world, but it's, you're kind of led to believe it's like most of, um, okay. and it's toxic because the air is tainted by like spores and stuff. And so if you breathe it in, you die. Uh, and then there's giant insects. They don't look like any, they're not like just giant versions of our insects. They share some similarities to like insects we would know, but they're also very much different. Mm -hmm. um, and they're, they are in the jungle and they will, they're very dangerous. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much about that much stuff because it's fun. Um, but yeah, I really like it. I like the art style. I mean, it's Miyazaki. Yeah. So it's, but I like the, uh, style of the world of Nausicaa. There's a lot of like airships and stuff, which I really like. Um, I am okay with some of like the English dubs for, um, for Ghibli films. Um, because, Okay. It's actually an interesting story when it comes to Nausicaa. Yeah. Nausicaa was actually the first Miyazaki film. I, I want to say it was the first Miyazaki film brought to the U.S. However, it is not the Miyazaki. It is not the Nausicaa that you have actually seen. Really? The, yes. The first Nausicaa in Japan in 84. It was then also released in the United States and other markets from the mid to late 80s. And it was incredibly edited and renamed Warriors of the Wind. Okay. And it completely changes the message. It destroys the story. And it's just actual garbage. <laughs> and it is the reason Miyazaki never let any of his films be... Re, um, re-released for years until Disney started doing it and Nausicaa wasn't then redubbed until like 05. Um, it's also the reason that um, Weinstein's company was it, uh, Miramax. Yeah. Um, Miramax was doing some of the stuff with uh, Mononoke, I want to say. Um, was doing some of the dubbing and um, releasing in the U.S., and there were talks of changing some stuff for a Western market and doing some cuts. And Miyazaki's response to that was to send Harvey Weinstein a katana with the message, <laughs> no cuts. So that's what, okay. So, see, I'd heard the story about sending a katana 
Yes, With and no that's cuts, the reason that's he why. sent that. Huh. Because there was a ridiculously edited and destroyed version of Nausicaa that had been released before. So Miyazaki was wary of other people touching his work. <laughs> Understandably so. Yeah. But now I really want to like get my hands on both versions and watch them back to back. I'm very um, curious just I... how bad... I want to say if I've seen a trailer for Warriors of the Wind, and it's like, I I don't even know what this is. <laughs> Nausicaa um, itself is on HBO Max right now, if you want to. All the, it. yeah, all the Ghibli films and Miyazaki films. Are on HBO Max? Yeah. Even though right, Disney I'm helped sorry, bring I'm... them over. Yes. Well, they just had distribution stuff. Ah. I posted a trailer for it. Cool deal. And if if you guys you guys have seen Nausicaa, right? No. Yeah. I have. Okay. Um, I have not. Yeah, if you watch just that trailer, you'll be able to see why it's like 30 seconds. Just watch the first 10 seconds, John, and you'll already see it's just the theme is just different. Because in Nausicaa, and if you know anything about Miyazaki, he has like three themes. The um, environmentalism, anti-war, and the... in uh, just like youth, um, just like the loss magic of... of uh, like the loss of innocence and just the magic of youth. Um, those are like his themes through like everything. Um, and this one is heavy on the environmentalism one. Bit of anti-war, but mainly the uh, environmental aspect. And yeah, it's the, I mean, the name is Warriors of the Wind. It's just not even the same. Yeah. Cool. That, uh, that trailer sure is something. Yeah, you watch it. It's <laughs> like, yeah, it's it like, you don't even have to see the film to know how bad they destroyed it. Well, now that we finally coaxed a recommendation out of Calvin, our next segment <laughs> How to be a better buddy, where we give some real and some humorous advice. Our first question, what do you men think about having a diary slash journal to regularly use as a means to express your thoughts? With the further details, been thinking about it, but I don't think it's very common among us men. Does anyone have one and use it regularly? What do you write about? Um. Would you like to take the lead on this one? I, I guess I can take the lead on this one, although I've never had a diary or journal um the closest i've gotten is i like to have lots of like notepads and sticky notes just around me in general because i will randomly write things and thoughts down um but yeah it was particularly bad in class in college um because my mind would wander and i'd start writing things down as i thought of them on the sides of my notebook or doodling um, but I've saved, I have like a pile of just sheets I've ripped out of notebooks of notes that I've saved just in case I need them later or want them later. And stuff like story ideas, character names, uh, little poems, like that kind of stuff. Um, I, I've never really been big on the journaling just cause it's a daily thing, even though I've done daily poetry. So, I think it's a neat thing to have, but I'm much more of the kind of just, like, 
go with the flow when something really strikes me i'll write it down if something's handy yeah i mean i like i've always liked the idea of keeping a journal um i've just never had the ability to commit and hold to daily writing i'll i'll be like good for like a day or two and then i just don't do it once and then it's the end um but i think you have the if you have the commitment it can definitely be helpful because i think just putting your ideas like you can think about a lot of stuff but there's like this i don't know for me at least i find that there's it's very different even just saying something aloud even if you're having all these thoughts in your head but then once you put them on paper or say them aloud you just like it suddenly changes in some way or like makes you really think about what you're saying or thinking and can help you, I don't know, figure stuff out or just, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I like the idea of keeping a journal. I've thought about trying to set up like uh audio journal so that mm. I don't actually have to write because that mm. tends to be a big hindrance to me is the actual writing aspect. Yeah. Be all Star Trek, be like Captain's Log. <laughs> Calvin's Log. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i i'm i think we all agree like there's nothing wrong with it from a no masculinity standpoint or anything <laughs> um I, yeah i've never really been one to keep one as well i've thought about it of course i life just moves too fast sometimes you know or like there's always something else to be doing yeah but I agree with Calvin. It really does. It really could help you externalize some of your thoughts and get out of your own head in mm-hmm. some situations. So if you're thinking about trying it, definitely go for it. See if it works for you. And it doesn't have to be like a daily thing. It just as an as needed basis. I think I'd like some prompts. You know, like if I'm if thinking about like keeping a journal, I feel like there'd just be enough of those days where like nothing particularly noteworthy either happens Mm -hmm. to me or a noteworthy thought crosses through my head. But if there were like prompts I could choose to do for each day that would like give me something to focus on. I think that might be nice. August 13th. Nothing to report. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They they do sell journals like that. You, you bring up the August 13th. Can you imagine like, all the days in between the episodes of Star Trek, where, like, Picard's sitting on the bridge, <laughs> Captain's Log, star date 13-22-54. We continue making progress towards the Enoli system. The ship is running at optimal capacity. That Captain logging out. <laughs> he just gossips about crew members. Wesley! <laughs> <laughs> that little turd was sitting on the bridge again today. It's my chair. I told him not to touch it. He got his greasy little children fingers all over it. <laughs> oh, wait, we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> Wesley, what are you doing standing there? <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, like, go, go start a journal, man. Just Yeah, do it. Yeah. Release your thoughts. If it doesn't work out for you, it doesn't work out for you. And that's okay. But if it does, then hey, you got a new tool to help express yourself. And this has been DJ Smooth John on 94.9. <laughs> Our next question. Men with mustaches, how do you blow your nose without snot getting all in your hair? Uh, I feel like I should probably take the lead on this one again. 
I have I had a, a beard. beard. I had a beard at one point. My beard's not long enough to interfere with snot, really. But fine, you guys take the lead then. Um, shave. I, it was just refuting your point, sir, <laughs> that I have no facial hair. I didn't I say never that. had said facial hair. It was implied. You just kind of, you know, you take the Kleenex and you approach like horizontally under the nostrils, so you're <laughs> over the mustache, and then you just kind of wad it up in there, so you're still above the follicles. And then I, I hope you know I'm acting this out. <laughs> you know? And then you just blow your nose into the wadded up Kleenex, and then no mucus in the follicles, you know. I... That would also be an excellent episode title name. <laughs> <laughs> no mucus in the follicles. No mucus in the follicles. Good band name too. Well, Calvin, if you've had so much facial hair experience, what's your method? Uh, you just kind of put the Kleenex above the facial hair and blow into it. I didn't find it that difficult. <laughs> you gotta get. You just gotta get the Kleenex right up against your nostrils, and you'll have no yeah. problem. Yeah, and then you just have to, and then you just pull it away, and then you just dab. If you push into it and like pull down, like you might like to like wipe, then you push it into the hair, and then it gets, then it's like a whole thing. You got to like kind of carefully dab it and get it out of there. You blow your nose like you would any other time, but when you pull away, pull out first, go out and then yes. down. Not down. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is coming from a place of someone who is a newfound mustache and needs help. <laughs> so. Well, they, now, they'll, uh, uh, now they'll have the help they need. Also, other All answer. Right. Just shave the mustache. Just, just shave it off. Don't do it. Do you it. Know, you know better mm -hmm. than that. Have um, mutton chops instead. Or do that. Yeah, that's fine. Yep. Mm-hmm. Our next question, what to do if I can't find a passion? With the further details, I am 21 and was never ever passionate about any subject, hobby, or profession, and I have been trying to find it for the past summer. I tried many sports and classic hobbies as well as some instruments. When it comes to STEM subjects, I am simply repulsed, yet I tried a little anyway. There were no results! Nothing I tried made me feel anything special. Now I have to choose a new university very soon and have no idea where to go. The plan B now is go to go with a profession that makes money. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. relatable content. Yes. All right. Here's the key thing to know. Everybody talks about passion. Or not everybody, but a lot of people talk about passion. Oh, I found my passion. I'm passionate about this. It's Lies. all overblown and overhyped. Passion is a rare thing where some, like, one in, a one in a million actors will have a passion for acting. One in a million uh, instrumentalists will have a passion for music. What a lot of people mistake for passion is just enjoying doing a thing. How do you know? Because I'm going to claim to know everyone else's life experiences. That's how. Uh, what, you don't, John? Come are, on. I do not, no. Well, and I, I come yeah, to this... How do you know you just didn't find it yet, you know? Maybe yeah. I haven't. How but they keep you chasing? Based on my experiences with the hobbies I have right now, I have this podcast. I enjoy this podcast. I love this podcast. It's a great hobby. I wouldn't necessarily say it's my passion, 
I'm not dreaming about the podcast when I go to sleep. Like, it's it's not a 24-7 thing for me. Um, and the same with, like, video games, movies, Dungeons & Dragons. Like, everything. I enjoy doing those things, but I'm not all-consumed. The, no, there's never going to be a Shakespeare poem. No Shakespearean sonnets written about my passion for Dungeons & Dragons, you know? Yeah, I don't know that I I mean I I up to a point there I was agreeing with what you were saying. Um but I don't I I would agree with the idea that not everyone is going to have this moments of where it just clicks and you're just like, "Huh, I have found my purpose in life." Yeah, that's just not going to happen. Like you were saying, some people are lucky enough to have that. But I would say a vast majority of people, it is a struggle to figure out something like this. It is going to be, you're, you're not going to just one day have this magical epiphany moment epiphany. and realize everything is perfect now. Everything's going to be like, I've, I've figured out my entire life plan and it's just, it's, it's, yeah, that's just, this is not going to happen. You're going to bounce around. Some people are just destined to bounce around from things and never truly find something that they're going to be able to what they perceive as having a passion and apply themselves. I, but I think like what you were saying, um, like with that, I would agree, but I would also say that that's not a reason. And this isn't you weren't like saying this, yeah. but I would say this isn't, that's not necessarily a reason you should give up trying things. You could definitely still find one. And I think the key to it when it comes down to it is just finding that thing that does make you happy like and i think it's if you the harder you try and force it the less likely you are to find something you've just gotta well i don't know i i mean there are no answers because i mean i have i would i would say i haven't found that thing i'm truly passionate about i tend to pick up new interests and hobbies and then drop them sometimes before i even truly begin so <laughs> i think it's all about just trying to keep going in a semi-forward direction. Yeah, I definitely agree about, like, don't give up on looking just because you haven't found it yet. Like, yeah, good. I'm glad for that addition. Um, I think... Uh, what about, like, time commitment? Like, you don't necessarily have to have that epiphany moment or constantly feel drawn to something but what do you guys think about just like something you're willing to commit time to sure um yeah i mean it it doesn't have to consume your whole life either but as long as you like get significant enjoyment out of this activity even in short bursts and hey could be a good passion yeah is that what you meant yeah not like yeah definitely more like uh, not like, oh, you got to marathon it for 12 hours, but just that, like, you make time in your schedule to do it for some amount of time, whether it's 15 minutes or five hours, right? Right. Just because it makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's um, another point to address, going back to their, like, their plan B. Um, having a profession that just makes money rather than being their passion. That's okay too. Like your yeah. passion doesn't have to be your job. You just come home and do it. Yeah. If you find it, when you find it, 
Sometimes that can be better too, because if your passion becomes your job, you can sometimes lose that passion for it. And then when you come home after a long day, you don't have something to turn to because what you would normally turn to was what you did all day and stressed you out to begin with. Yeah. Still make sure you're working a job you can, like, tolerate. Because yeah. always nicer to be able to tolerate it than hate it. But, yeah. Keep searching. You'll, you'll... Hopefully find it someday. <laughs> Even if you don't find it, you went on a heck of a journey. Yeah. Journey before destination, my dude. There we go. Bring it all around. <laughs> <laughs> Our next question that I know we are experts on. Um, what's a good place to take a girl on a first date with the coffee. further details? <laughs> well, there we go. Uh, Can't go wrong with coffee. Well, I know. I've never done it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about asking a girl out, but I don't really know what to do if she says yes. We are both teenagers, so I don't really have that much experience. Coffee. If it's winter, go ice skating. There you go. But then what if you fall, Calvin? What if you embarrass yourself in front of this girl? Perfect. You get the embarrassment done and out of the way at the first date, and you have no, and you can only go up. That's a good point, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, honestly, you could do that in the summer too if you find an indoor skating rink. Yeah. Or if you're in like Arizona. That too. Um, Coffee yeah, was good. I would say something like not super committal, but also where you can talk. Not. So, a movie. Coffee. Not a movie. Movies are bad. Movies are terrible, that. terrible dates. Okay. I mean, you, okay, you if s- you have like a debrief afterwards, then yes, fine. Yes, I was about There's to amend it to talk. say, you can go to a movie, but you just, you have to have something for after the movie. Like ice cream you need something before and after. Or before, yeah. Dinner before. and a movie. Yeah. Dinner and a movie, sure. The tried and true. Something yeah. Cause plus just a, movie. Just a straight movie is it. You're just two people sitting in the dark next to each other, not talking. Like, it's yeah, it's just a waste of time for a date for the first date. Later, if you may, if you form a relationship and you just guys want to go see a movie together, sure, because you've you've already like started the relationship. First date, no. Uh, I'm I'm going to push back a little bit again, but I'm also going to invoke rule three on myself. Don't listen to RJ. That's rule one and two. Uh, rule. Well, we already had rule one. What was it? It was. Uh... It's when I you're playing forgot. Rocket League and you go nose to nose with another car. You cannot move. That's it. There there it yep, that's rule one. Uh, rule two is question mark, question mark, question mark. Rule three is don't ever listen to James. But I'm invoking you it just on myself. Don't listen time. to it, RJ. <laughs> These rule rules are nebulous. Perfect. I'm not okay with this. <laughs> well, they're my rules, so um. I'll change them as Welcome I like. Better it's my game. Where the points are made up and the rules don't matter. No. And if I don't like it, I'll take my ball and go home. No, I wouldn't do that. Bet. I wouldn't go home. <laughs> no, you'd come to my house I and take the take ball my back. I will take my ball, though. <laughs> <laughs> Our next question. Um, Alright, so the question is, we all have a wife that appears in our dreams. How would you describe yours? But the reason I chose this we question do. is because of the tag it had on the subreddit Ask Men. Uh, the question from the Ask Men subreddit got tagged by the moderators as "We don't, though." Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would agree with the moderators on this one. I mean, maybe you have someone that you like an ideal person in your like a, for a future relationship, but I don't know. I feel like it's a little much to say we have a wife that appears in our dreams. 
First of I think all, that's, I even that's someone's, dreams. that's like a demon invading your dreams, my man. You got to be careful there. They're like leading you down a path you don't want to go. Yeah. Like, I, two of my most memorable dreams did not involve a wife. One of them dream. was a uh, zombie apocalypse trapped in a gymnasium while the X-Men were defending it. Sounds intense. Yeah, oh. it was not fun. <laughs> Makes my most vivid dream sound lame. My, uh, um, yeah, well, do you want, do you want to talk about it? All I remember is, like, being on one of those little gym scooters and then falling off a cliff. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> well, then, that escalated quickly. It's a good time. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't, I, I know everyone just is like, oh, you just, I, like, I say I don't dream, and people are like, oh, it just means you don't remember your dreams. It's like, yeah, fair, uh, that's basically, I would argue, the same as not dreaming. Because functionally, I, they're they're basically non-existent for me. <laughs> yeah, like pictures are it didn't happen, memories yeah, are exactly. it didn't happen. You know, <laughs> I mean, if I wake up in the morning with absolutely no memory of my dreams, did they really happen? No, Not to you, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to the dream realm you created and subsequently destroyed, it was. You yeah. are the bringer and destroyer of worlds. Life is a dream. Oh, while you sleep. One from which we must all wake. Hot tip, depending on uh, if it works for you. Melatonin tablets. Five milligrams. Uh, Never works for me. You were going to tell me five tablets. Like, are they? No. <laughs> no. Overdose One, on melatonin. <laughs> maybe two. But I have found when either starting to take them or stopping taking them, I will have more intense dreams. Once it becomes a regular name... thing, like, of taking them every night or not taking them every night, it falls off. But for that transition period... I just have way more intense dreams that I remember more easily. Yeah, but you remembered dreams to begin with, so that just means you have more that you remember. If I met zero and it amplifies it, that's still probably going to be zero. zero. <laughs> well, the advice wasn't for <laughs> So you. my dreams might be more intense, but I'll never know. The advice is for everybody else. Amplified. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of with Calvin. I don't remember the last time I had a dream supposedly if you keep a dream journal and every morning you immediately write down whatever you can even the smallest bits that you can remember from dreams the more you do that the easier it becomes to recall dreams mm. but that sounds like effort so i will never <laughs> do it <laughs> yeah, you're probably training some neural pathways in that process I mean, it's supposed to be good for you i still remember a dream i had when i was like seven six or seven um it was bionicle and star wars me and like luke skywalker were in the tubes that the bionicles got stuck in when they went from the toamata to the toa nui yep mm -hmm. <laughs> that means nothing For to sure. anybody but uh <laughs> <laughs> bionicle fans shout out <laughs> but yeah um, Did you have to cut open a Bionicle for warmth? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought Intense. they smelled bad on the inside. <laughs> uh, it's a joke because Mata Nui was a giant robot that they all lived in. What? Yeah. Lore got crazy. <laughs> it's like I fell out way before that. <laughs> oh look, fun little guys with masks. Oh, they're bigger now. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't yeah. there, like, also a 
like either a reboot or like a side like uh, they one rebooted where in 2015 i want to say uh, in an attempt to revitalize the franchise it had but two it... waves of sets before it died again but uh was that the one that it was like bionicles but it was like in a futurescape setting and they were like in a city oh oh no calvin oh no that that's yeah. so Uh-oh. much earlier <laughs> That's what I thought. I, okay, I thought yeah. that was much earlier. I didn't think that was the reboot. No, that yeah, I remember. Reboot. Yeah, that was like a side thing, right? Uh, that was more of their history, uh, telling how the El- that was the elders when they were Toa. No, see, I thought this was like a completely separate thing. Nope, maybe oh, I I'm mean, mistaken. Sweet little babby, right? No, I, I mean, I'm sure this was a thing, RJ. But I, oh, yeah, no. I vaguely remember like it, 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 like promotional stuff for like a new Bionicle thing. I mean, I, I could be just misremembering. I mean, no, you're probably remembering accurately that it was promoted as a new Bionicle thing because it was the new Bionicle thing. It's just it was all part of the same like story. It's a prequel. Uh, yeah, they lied to me. It's like the Star Wars episode one of Bionicles. No. <laughs> <laughs> this would be more like episode five after episode four telling us that uh, Darth Vader is Luke's father. But like take but that one moment in the past. and expand it. Well, it's we get knowledge about the past. Yeah. But is it just a flashback the whole time? Uh, technically. Huh. Because it's just the, the elders telling the current Toa, like, hey, here's how we all got here. And here's why we're not in this cool, super advanced city anymore. As nuclear warfare. Woo! Woo! Our next question, after that tangent. Right. <laughs> um, how common is it for men to have a, for men have a hard time getting to sleep because you know when you're asleep? You and your family are vulnerable to intruders. With the what? further detail edit. This isn't me asking because I have this, so all you go-to-therapy Andes are wasting your time. I have a friend who claims this is a pretty normal thing when I stated I'd never heard of this, figured I'd do an informal poll to see how full of shit he is. Yeah, go to therapy, Andy. Yeah, really. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, well. It, sound, it sounds like, I mean, if you're actually, like, if that's what's keeping you up at night, the thought of, like, intruders breaking into your house, uh, either you live in a bad area, and I'm sorry, and if you can move uh but either way that's probably something you want to talk to somebody about so i'm paranoid i mean i i kind of get it it's not as bad for me because you know i'm a single guy i don't have to worry about someone (laughs) breaking in threatening my family since it's just me i don't care you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like please please threaten me make my life interesting but like a few months ago, I got a new roommate, so I moved rooms, and I had a hard time falling asleep that night because my room was closer to the street. Like, oh, ooh, <laughs> intruder! They're gonna get you. <laughs> oh man! No, I kind of feel that. That's why I, I like sleeping on not the ground level. Yeah, because if I'm not on the ground level, it's like, haha! Nobody has ladders. <laughs> <laughs> no one. <laughs> no one. They're not a thing. <laughs> But See, on the other hand, sorry, I'll let you. Oh, no, I, I was just gonna say that I also like sleeping on not the ground level and like having preferably one entrance and exit to my current location. But what if the intruder is blocking your exit? I'm usually the biggest and baddest thing in the area, so if someone intrudes, I'm probably at least gonna be able to step up to them on par. Sleep with a baseball bat next to your bed. That's what my mom did in college. <laughs> I, I saw this thing today. 
that was like sleep with the bucket of baseballs next to your bed so you could just whip 100 <laughs> miles that's such a better idea i'm all about that oh no golf balls Ooh. Yeah. golf balls you can fit more of them in a bucket and honestly they'll hurt just as much yes that's a much better suggestion than my recommending the uh there's that nightstand that the tabletop is a shield and the leg of the table is a bat oh i haven't seen that that's cool oh yeah although i don't know how effective it is because i think you have to like unscrew it oh well yeah it's no longer effective yeah <laughs> it has to be like quick release you have to be able to wake up and win one smooth amazing action roll out of bed while putting your arm down to grab the shield and the bat so then when you roll over and are standing up you're like you could land in your pose and you could be cool and then Superhero die pose. <laughs> yeah, right shield nightstand you have to at least look cool when you get just destroyed hey yeah look marv we uh we got a call about this breaking um the guy died but he looked so cool it i mean you can tell awesome though <laughs> you can tell the way the body is splayed out he landed in that three-point superhero stance with, like, this wooden shield on his arm. It didn't stop the bullet, but... <laughs> but it was... My God, man, was it cool? I bet it looked cool. Uh, uh, looks like... Isn't they... it like a thing... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna keep going with the joke. Oh. <laughs> that they took the bat out of your hands and beat you with it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Oh, no. This uh, is no it... good. Isn't it, like, a holdover, though, for, like, psychologically or something uh, that, like, we always sleep with our head away from the door so that like isn't that like a thing that you like sleep with your feet towards the door so that your your head is further away in case some sort of intruders come in hmm. like uh, you have like like i don't know if this is like an animalistic thing so that you're like they grab you by the feet as they drag you out of your cave and you can still get up and punch them in the face i mean a good point <laughs> That makes sense. I'm trying to think of... No, wait. Googling this. Um, Cultures around the world believe it's bad luck to sleep with your feet facing the door. Oh, well, this is just opposite what I thought. (laughs) Yeah, because I was about to say, uh, my third year college, I slept with my head next to the door. And my my second semester, first year Uh, college, I slept with my head next to the door. Coffin position. What? I mean, there's a feng shui thing about where to sleep. Oh. Um. Dangerous location. So it's all about when your bed is aligned with the door. It's also out of the commanding position. Ideally, you want your bed in command, which means that you're in command of your life. But this is all nonsense. Uh, yeah, but as long as it helps them, right? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. If you're uh the way your room is set up makes your makes your life feel better, go for it. You're not hurting anybody. Yeah. Also, my sleep, the my thing with sleeping with your feet towards the door is apparently just nonsense. So I mean, that's okay. I mean, there's something to about it with like feng shui, but it's not clear. <laughs> we talked about belly buttons causing you to glow in the dark. I think your nonsense is fine. I don't know. All I know is that I I do. I mean, I do technically. I guess right now, sleep with my head towards the door. But not by choice, because my bed is built is like a Murphy bed, and it's like fastened to the ground, so I can't move it. Uh, but Why I don't you otherwise move yourself. And I'm sleeping backwards on a bed. That's just crazy talk. There's RJ. no such thing as backwards on a bed. It's a mattress. It's a rectangle. 
<laughs> yeah, but your bed has a headboard. Oh, ah, there's a headboard on that's there? That's the footboard, Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, for what I, as my understanding of Murphy beds go, it was basically just a mattress that folded out. I didn't realize there was actually like a headboard behind it. Well, yeah, where it folds up. Oh, well, eh. Yeah. Mm. There's a hinge. It's a hinge. That's where the feet go, Calvin. So when the bed folds up in the Pulls middle off, of the night, you're standing. <laughs> no, he's you're got a point. Out. <laughs> you just hermit crab it. That way, when you, the intruders come, you just pull the bed up, and you're standing upright I inside just, your bed. I just, I just get a quick release, and then it's just I just pull it, and the bed just goes zoop. And oh, then I, I was thinking and then I'm like sealed away. It's like a panic room. Yeah, you just have a rope that you like pull to pull yourself up. That's what I meant. Yeah, and then well, it's got to be it's got to be on like a spring system because otherwise it's not going to go fast enough. Mm. Or just I, I gotta be able to, I've I've got to be able to get locked in there fast enough so that the intruder doesn't like grab it and stop it beforehand. There's nobody in here, <laughs> <laughs> and then they just take all my stuff. But they didn't. And take I'm trapped you. inside a bed. Eh, you can chew your way out. Uh huh. You got you got strong teeth. Yeah. Yeah. I bet your teeth are better than, are stronger than, like, the particle board they use to, uh, construct the walls. Uh, I don't know about that. Go take a bite. I'll pass. Of, of the wall? Yeah, of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you heard it here first, listeners. That's your assignment for the week. Bite the wall. Just go get a big chunk of drywall between your pearly whites and tell us how it goes. Not, uh, Better Buddies is not responsible for your dental fixing. Or your, you or your walls. Or your walls. Well, thank you for the disclaimer, and thank you for joining this week, fellas. It was a pleasure. We had a choice. Uh, Wait, what? you guys had a choice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Good you time. always Thanks get the illusion of choice. There we go. Uh, yes, just I like everything in else well. in life. I have no choice. <laughs> thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. They're on iTunes and Spotify. We're on iTunes and Spotify. Like, download, listen, review, all those fun things. And if we're on another podcast app, uh, go ahead and request us or something. I don't know. You'll figure it out. If you want to reach out to us, we're on Facebook, Better Buddies. On Twitter, at Better Budcast. Use the hashtag Better Buddies when you tweet about the show. Or at us. And our Gmail, betterbuddiescast at gmail.com. You can send us your fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love and or war, icebreakers you want us to use, or questions you need advice on. If we get to 100 downloads on a single episode, we'll review gum. We're slowly, steadily climbing to that point. Also, remember to share the episodes and tell other people to listen. Uh, I admit, I haven't didn't do the best of my job of that myself last week, and we only have two downloads so far in last week's episode. Hopefully Woo. we'll climb to that average of four. Woo! And last but not least, be a better buddy. Woo! How you doing, John? It's Wednesday. You're not drowning yet from the uh, torrential downpour? Oh, it's actually sunny here now. That's good. Oh, it's rainy. Yeah. It was pretty damn dark today, though. Give me back our sun. <laughs> no. 
He's borrowing Mom it. said it was my turn to have the sun. No. But it was your <laughs> turn yesterday. Perhaps. Well. That's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. Oh, that's pretty neat. Let's start the show.